And this is KEXU 96.1 FM, Paul People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. Today we have a, a very good show. Um, very happy to have a, a special guest here, uh, Rosie Chavez, and she's going to talk to us about justice for Jacob Dominguez. And we'll be getting to this interview in, in, a, in a minute. Uh, first, I want to talk about some news from Aslan Press. Here uh, yesterday, April 15th, marked the one-year anniversary since the deaths of seven prisoners in Lee Prison in South Carolina. And, um, you know, these prisoners um, died because of conditions in prison uh, that the state, um, you know, allowed to fester and to grow and to... Uh, get to the uh, situation where, um, you know, violence ensued. And, you know, when, when you go to prison, you, you go to um, jail, um, you know, it's the, the state is responsible for what happens to the people in there. And so, um, you know, they, they have blood on their hands. And, and you know, and so I just want to read out the names of these seven prisoners. You know, you had Raymond Angelo Scott, Damonte Marquez Rivera, Eddie Casey J. Gaskins, Michael Millage, Joshua Swin Jenkins, Corey Scott, and Cornelius Contrell McCleary. And these were seven prisoners who lost their lives, um, you know, at the hands of the state. They allowed these uh, the prison to just become... Um, you know, basically a, a situation where, um, you know, there was no order and, and it was just, you know, and this is what happens a lot because they're not concerned with safety. They're concerned with, you know, um, bringing in more contracts and more money and stuff. So this is a, you know, it's a sad day. It's it, it's sad in the history of, uh, you know, uh, justice. And, um, and you know, these, these these prisoners and their families will never forget this, you know. And then, you know, these are conditions that can be found um, throughout the United Snakes. You know, this is a situation that prison camps, you know, they're not built to rehabilitate us. They're built to warehouse us and, you know, and to isolate us. And that's what they're, they're there for. Also in news, um, April 25th and 26th at 9 a.m. in Sacramento, uh, families will be going to the state capitol. And, um, you know, they'll be protesting and supporters will be there. And, you know, they're protesting the inhumane gladiator fights that the state is inciting in California, in the California prison system. Uh, you know, this is a situation where, you know, it's just like in the, in the days of the Roman theater where, you know, they're, they're getting off on it. They're betting on it. They're getting enjoyment, excitement from seeing prisoners, um, you know, be gladiators, human gladiators. So this is a situation that, um, you know, needs to stop. And, and the only way it's going to stop is if the state sees the people mobilized. And that's the only time that they ever do anything in our interest, if they see us mobilized. So it's very important. Go out there, support the families and, and the supporters and all those who, um, you know, fight for justice very very important and you know <clears throat> i just want to say that um you know this this interview that's coming up um here uh 
you know, it's a it's a situation that addresses, uh, you know, some may say police brutality. Uh, some may say um, the criminal justice system. I call it the criminal injustice system. But, you know, everybody has their own labels on how to uh, label this situation that we're going through where our friends and family members are, you know, being murdered in the streets unarmed by the pigs, you know, by the police. It's, it's horrible. So, you know, what I like to call it is, what I personally call it is pig terror. You know, this is, I, I try to come up with a better name. What's, a, what's the best name to label? What's, how do I frame what's happening? And I could only come to pig terror. I mean, it's, it's terror, it's, it's act of terror, and it's by the pigs. I mean, what else can I call it? So this is what I call it. So nobody else calls it this but me. And then this is how I see it. This is what's going on. You know, there's different forms of terror. You know, they try to label uh, the oppressed peoples, the oppressed nations, peoples within the barrios and within the communities um, as street terrorism, street terrorists, you know, for basically just living in your own neighborhood that you might have grown up in, you know. And they want to label people, oppressed people, street terrorists. Well, we got pig terrorists, too. So, you know. Um, and somebody has to call it, you know, what it is, and this is what it is. So it's very important that we, um, you know, support families who are going through this um, because it could very well be our family next. It could be any one of you. Um, You know, it just happens. It's, you know, the people ain't even guilty. They don't even do nothing, and, you know, for whatever reason, um, you have the police um, you know, um, shooting unarmed people, you know, it's ridiculous, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's horrific, you know, and, and it seems like the courts, you know, they just don't do nothing to help us, so, you know, um, we just have to find ways to help ourselves and to mobilize together, and, you know, and that's when things start to happen, when, when the state, once again, and I'm not talking about the state of California, I'm talking about the state apparatus. When I say the state, I'm talking about the police, I'm talking about the courts, I'm talking about the military, the politician, the whole state apparatus. When they see people mobilized over a certain um, injustice, that's when they take action. That's when they pick up the phone. That's when they make them calls. They call the DA. They call there. They do this. That's what gets them moving is when they see the community uh, mobilized. And that's the key. That's the, that's always been the key. Uh, people coming together, organizing, mobilizing, and that's when things get done. And that's what they don't like. They don't like the people coming together because, um, you know, it's a threat to them. They feel, you know, that, hey, now the attention's on them where it rightfully should be. Um, and so, you know, this is how that, you know, we have to uh, combat these these types of things. And, um, you know, so anyway, let me um, let me introduce uh, let me introduce my guest. Uh, Rosie Chavez is here. Rosie, um, thank you for coming on to Free Aslan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> and um and Rosie um tell us who you know for some of the listeners that don't know tell us who Jacob Dominguez was and what happened on that tragic day 
of September 15th. Jacob Dominguez is my first uh, born nephew. Um, he, he was a father, a son, a husband, a nephew, a cousin to many um, friends as well. He was loved by a, a lot of people, and on September 15th, Jacob was um, executed, as I like to say. He was unarmed. He was followed by a unit out of San Jose Police Department, covert response unit, and basically barricaded in where he couldn't move. Um, and given 10 seconds before they actually shot and killed him. Um, he was never an intimate threat to the officer who shot and killed him. And Jacob, Jacob was to us a very loving person and respectful person. Um, it, it's been a hard road to recover from, and there's never any peace, and there's never any um, closure in an incident like this, especially when officers um, kill our loved ones. There is um, no justice, uh, just about, uh, I would say about a month ago, the DA um, released a report that he was not filing charges against the officer involved in the shooting. So that was another blow, um, but that wasn't surprising. Um, it's yet to be that San Jose DA has ever charged any officers involved in, in civilian shootings for uh, the death of our loved ones. Um, some things need to change, and this is where, as his auntie, um, and after he's passed away, I've decided to stand strong and be his voice and continue moving forward on trying to make changes so that there is no other loved one having to face what we're facing. He's left three babies behind um, that to this day don't know how he was taken, but know that their daddy is with Jesus. But when they're old enough to be told how he was taken, I would like them to know that things have changed and there is change and that we were involved in that as his voice and for everybody else in the community. Oh, beautiful. And, you know, I, I would add to that as well that, you know, um, you know, I, I've never heard anything bad, anything negative um, with Jacob, you know, and, and, and everything that I've ever heard was very good, loved his children, um, you know, helped a lot of people in the community, um, you know, you know, he helped his community, volunteered and helped his community and loved his children, loved his family and, you know, and, 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 and you know, and what happened on September 15th. Um, I saw the video myself and I, I have to say that it, it just looks like, I have to agree, it looks like an execution. And the thing is, what these um, officers so-called officers did is, um, you know, first of all, let's talk about who they were, you know, the covert response unit. So, um, you know, this, this unit, and we'll get into that later, but I just want to say the way they 
proceeded and and um, boxed them in. They boxed them in into what appears to me to be a kill zone. It's it's a uh, you know when they they're behind you, they're on the side of you, and then they're in front of you. Uh, you cannot move. And then they jump out of their cars and they all point their guns at you. And you know, um, according to the video, um, you know they all um, appeared to be pointing guns, and they were big guns. They were appeared to be AR-15 guns um, at him. And um, and and you know, at no time do you see him doing anything that is provoking anything that would cause. Uh, the police to fire on them and you know and, and they did and they did fire on them and, you know and, and and you know and um you know it's just uh it's a shame that you know this goes on and there's proof of it there's a video i mean what else do they want and and still um they're not the da's not filing charges so it's like uh at this point it's almost like um there's nothing that they can do. Um, there's nothing bad enough for them to do for them to be charged. You know, they basically um, have a license to kill, and you know, and 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 um, and the people just you know um, are in situations where you get pulled over. Um, you know, this might be it. You know, you might be killed too. I mean, it's horrible. It just. It's unbelievable that this is occurring, but, you know, just like a lot of things that have happened in the history of this country, um, you know, they're, they're unbelievable. And, and, and we know that in the history of this country, there has been many horrors um, inflicted on uh, brown and black and yellow and red people. And so, um, and, and, and it is, you know, some people say, well, why are you going to bring nationality into, but, but it's the truth because the bottom line is all of these people, you know, whether male, female, all of these people, um, particularly, and I'm speaking, I know it happens everywhere. I'm talking about San Jose because that's where, you know, I, I was born and raised and stuff and that's my community, but um, all of the people, you know, are, are mostly, um, you know, brown and black people who are being shot and murdered um, unarmed um, by these police. And so, you know, it just, you know, and, and the truth of the matter is, if these same people were, you know, if we were up in uh, Los Altos Hills, um, and we're talking um, about, you know, um, Caucasian males or females. Ah, there's no way they're going to be pointing guns, shooting and killing them unarmed. No way. So there is a, you know, form of national oppression here. Um, there's also um, a class issue as well because, you know, we're talking about you know, people in the inner city rather than, and, you know, um, you know, up in the, in, in Los Altos Hills or wherever, you know, um, it's a different community. And so there are, there's also a class issue as well, uh, involved in that. But, um, 
let me let me go on to this next question because I really want to get into this one. This is something that um, you know I'm going to continue to to speak about and to raise awareness and educate people about. But I'd like to ask you, uh, Rosie, um, tell us what you know about the Covert Response Unit. I actually don't know much about it, um, just that it's an, a unit within the San Jose PD Department. And, I mean, I think it's what I've read little about was that it's a, for felony drug um Charges are people that are committing um, felony drug charges, um, trafficking, uh, just, but I never, to me, it seems like it's been more like a hit squad. Um, They have no, I don't know what their policies, procedures are, um, if they're different, because it sure seemed like they were on this particular date. Um, They gave him no... um, they they didn't do anything to de-escalate the situation um, when he was already um, complying with what they were telling him within 10 seconds. Like I said, they shot and killed him. So I don't know if there's anything different about this unit because the way their tactics were on how they um, how they proceeded and how they did what they did. Um, again, they followed him with no um, with no lights, no sirens, unmarked cars, um, and regular clothing um so he had no idea who was following him what they were following for even till the point to where they they were able to box him in he did not know who they were or what they 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 were in plain clothing so i don't know what their procedure or policies are um but it sure seems different from what an the actual blue and white would do and um a police officer it, it just didn't seem right so i don't know much about it but to me it seems like again they're um they they execute mm. wow yeah i'd agree i would agree on that and and you know to me when i read about history and i read about other countries around the world and um you know um especially in the third world um we hear about these death squads and, you know, the death squads are used by the government in order to, um, you know, if somebody's, um, you know, protesting about a plantation being opened, well, the, you know, the government will just send the death squad and they'll go and just slaughter a village or slaughter, kidnap and torture these people. So the death squad is used around the world. I know the School of the Americas taught the death squads how to operate in Central and South America. Um, you know, people could Google that, research it. It's in facts and history. But the thing is, you know, here in the, you know, in 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 the United Snakes in the in the U.S. or in you know other countries, um, in England and Britain and you know all these other um, you know developed countries, they don't have. You don't hear about death squads, but they actually do have. Um, certain forces, you know, they have um, these paramilitary forces. And in San Jose, uh, our death squad is the covert response unit, you know. And, 
this should alarm everybody. You know, I, I think that people should, you know, start count, contacting their, um, you know, their representatives wherever in their districts. I think they should contact the mayor's office. I think they should contact the police chiefs. I think they should flood everything and um, demand to know what is this covert response unit? Who are they? Um, what are their guidelines, their rules? What are they? How can somebody make a complaint about them? Their secret unit. How can we identify who's in the unit or to at least complain about the entire unit? Um, you know, who are they being unleashed on? That's, that's my concern. Who are they being unleashed on? Are they being unleashed on, uh, Rasa only? Are they being unleashed on white uh, males, white females? Um, are they being unleashed on only uh, black folks? Are they only who are they being unleashed on? Because at this point, the only time I'm hearing about, and I've heard about them a couple of times, and I'm not going to get into um, the other, but every time I hear about them, it's about rasa. It's about brown people. So, you know, um, when there's a certain crime done um, and the, vic the, you know, the people involved are brown, uh, here comes the covert response unit. You know, when there's a, a suspect, like in the case of Jacob, you know, here comes the covert response unit. So why are why is the covert response unit unleashed on us? And, um, and, and, you know, why, what is, who is that coming from? Who directs them? You know, we need to know these things. Has there ever been a complaint done against them? I would say no. How can you complain, uh, issue a complaint on, on a secret force? You can't. And so they need to be held accountable. We need to know more about them. And people need to start asking questions and demanding that um, we know more about this covert response unit, you know, CRU. So, you know, this crew, you know, and, and they're acting like, um, you know, um, uh, you know, as an assassination squad. So, um I think death squad is a good uh, a good way to frame what is occurring in, 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 in San Jose. And then we want to know, does other cities have covert response units or what's their names in the other cities? So these are questions that we need to know because if we can uh, find out these answers in San Jose, it's going to help people in Frisco, in Los Angeles, in other cities where they have a similar um, death squad unit. Uh, operating within the police departments and you know we we want to know and so they're they're um you know the way they um their tactics they're the it's a tactical unit the way they uh, initiate the stops they box them in in a kill zone so we know how they operate they don't operate like regular you know get behind you put the lights on no this is a different Animal. This is an entity that has a purpose, uh, a very, very, um, a very bad purpose, and um, you know, and it's pulled out at certain occasions, and they pull it out almost like their secret weapon, um, and they do it for, um, in my opinion, when they want to put somebody down. You know, when 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 it's all about 
take this person off the streets by any means necessary. So, you know, this is, um, we need to know more about the covert response unit. And I ask anybody in the community, anybody with any ties, maybe people have family and friends who work within the sounds APD or, or in the mayor's office, city councils, uh, people have connections. I know how that is. People have family and friends and relatives and in-laws. And find out and, and email us. And you can email me uh, with some information at josehvarial1 at gmail.com. Or you can email it to poormagazine.org. And we, you could remain anonymous, but we need to know more information about them. Anything that you can provide, provide it. Uh, because, um, you know, it's like cockroaches when you shine a light on them. Uh, you know, they, 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 they go away, but right now they're operating in the dark and we need to take them out of the dark. So, you know, um, go ahead and send us any information you may know, any connections and contacts you may have, um, you know, use them and use your resources and find out we need to get to the bottom of who these people are, why they're doing it, who are they targeting, um, we want all that. And then maybe somebody knows um, certain people that work within the covert response unit. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know who works in there. So go ahead and email. You can remain uh, anonymous, and um, that would be appreciated. But let me go on to the next question. Uh, Rosie, um, the Sounds APD recently released some video showing the killing of Jacob. Um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the video, but what do you think about them releasing this video um, that they just released? Well, actually, San Jose PD hasn't released anything. That was actually from the DA and the DA's decision um, to not file charges. So the body cam video showed, um, uh, just like I said, Jacob not being an Im imminent threat to anyone. Um, it was conveniently that the officer that actually shot him, Michael Pena, um, did not have his body-worn camera on, but somebody from a, one of the other officers from the side, which, again, they were in plain clothing. You can tell he had a hoodie or a sweatshirt over that he... It was covered the whole time, but you can hear it, but you couldn't see anything until seconds when they reached, approached the car and they got out of their cars, you can see the sweatshirt come off and thrown into their car. Um, so I'm, I'm very upset about the um, body camera video footage, and um, I think more needs to be done on that, on when, and make it mandatory on them being put on the minute they're in, in this type of um, engagement. Um, we have only that one video that only shows for about 38 seconds again <clears throat> within not even maybe 10 seconds he was gone so I don't see nothing and again the police haven't released anything we f we filed an SP 1421 um, release of record report on behalf of our family and um, other families as well and we have not received anything um, they're holding back on giving us anything and um, it's been about two months now, or actually it's going on right after the new year, and we haven't received anything. So there's still um, the, the transmit reports, the um, 
other, you know, just police reports. We don't have anything. We don't have anything. And, again, they're just holding back on giving that to us. Mm. Um, so um, the public records, um, the SB 1421, we have a right to know um, what officer, the officers that are involved in any type of officer-involved shooting or um, use of force that we have, um, we can have access to um, their records and what their disciplinary actions have been in the past and if they've had any um, sort of disciplinary action at all. Um, and so, again, we have not received anything. And that would, that that's kind of, we're curious on that one. I mm. wonder if this officer was involved in any other shootings, if he, yeah. or any of the officers that were at the site were, or if they've had any disciplinary action. But yeah, San Jose PD hasn't released anything to us yet. Mm. Um, the DA was the one that released the report, and that was just in his findings of not filing any charges against the officers involved. Hmm. Wow. And, and I noticed that, you know, in different parts of the country, these, um, when police are usually the ones that do um, kill unarmed people, um, often it comes out that they have a deep history of doing this either in that particular city or in different states. And so they just move them around. And, you know, so, you know, really, in reality, a lot of these um, police um, are basically, they, you know, have done two, three, four killings. Um, that makes somebody a serial killer, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you would call that, but so that would be very interesting to find out, you know, um, more about, um, you know, the officers involved and... Um, and, and according to the, the video, um, you know, um, and, you know, um, and other um, materials um, where it talks about Mike Pena um, pulling the trigger, um, you know, I'm curious is, you know, this Mike Pena, this, has he done this before? Has he done it three times? Has he done it four times? I mean, we just don't know. That's the importance of these public records. And, um, but again, you could pass laws, you, you pass laws, and then they have loopholes. This is one of the loopholes. So, you know, they're just dragging their feet and they're not releasing what they need to. And, um, and so we can never find out, you know. And this is a never-ending process. And they're probably dragging their feet so that they could pass another law. A law saying that they don't have to release everything if there's certain reasons not to do so. It's a game they play, you know. It's it's you know it's it's horrible um, that they're allowed to do this. And and so you know um, in the video, um, I saw the video as well. And you know it's just um, you know they cover their cameras. You know, they, um, you could tell by watching the video that this event, this tragedy was orchestrated. Um, you know, it, it doesn't take, um, you know, a genius to see it, that this was rehearsed, you know, that, um, that this was, um, something that, uh, wasn't spontaneous, that, um, these, um, officers involved, um, they almost acted like, um, like they had rehearsed this three or four times, in my opinion. 
So, you know, and we don't know what, what was discussed by them. We don't know what they talked about, you know, at the bar the, light, the night before. We don't know what they talked about at one of their homes at the barbecue the day before. We don't know um, how deep this went. And, you know, we see it occur in other parts of the country, in other cities where it comes out that there are these police conspiracies and that they do have gangs and that they do, you know, um, do all this crazy stuff. Um, and, and we've seen it. We've seen it most, you know, um, people probably remember the most in, in Los Angeles with the ramparts, you know, where you have police basically, um, you know, um, gang banging. They're basically gangs. They were, you know, um, doing drive-bys and everything. I mean, these 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 were police officers who were just um, operating like, you know, like a gang. So, you know, if they did it in ramparts, um, you know, who's to say that they're not doing it here? I mean, you know, and 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 if they have this covert response unit and they're acting in this way, anybody who sees the video is going to see that. Um, that that looked very well rehearsed but but anyway let me um let me get to the next question uh why hasn't the killers been charged um who were responsible for jacob's death why do you think they have not been charged rosie because they're protected by the police unions and their policies um and that's why we're today we're we're I'm involved in so are so many other families impacted in San Jose. Um, the mayor says, or the chief says that we're not in crisis, but we are. One is too many, and there's been a, a whole bunch in San Jose. Um, so I believe it's a weak DA. He doesn't want to set precedents on that, and he hasn't to this day. Um, I think one, one we had one um, grand jury for one in 2000 in. For I believe for Cardenas, and but again, no officers have ever been charged, and that's down to the DA and the police unions and their policies, and they're protected, and and we're getting involved in trying to pass um, an, a law which is the um, SB 392, and that is for officers. Um, to de-escalate a situation and um, just so that there is some type of liability for an officer that is involved in an officer-involved shooting or um, use of deadly force. Um, we call it the Let Us Live Act, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. where we're, we're, we're putting our energy to for other families that don't wouldn't have to go through this situation. Um, but, yeah, the DA has never done that, and it's... Again, police are protected, and they're fighting us on this new bill. But I wanted to read something that Debug had put out when we put out a 1421 request for public, for public. They re, they put in their public request, and in San Jose, there's been um, since 2009 and 18, there's been 60 officer-involved shootings, 23 fatal, as determined by SJPD, 85 officers involved seven repeat offenders, and one officer in four of those shootings, one of them fatal, mm. zero officers charged. Wow. Um, that's just telling you, San Jose does have a crisis, 
And when the chief says there is no crisis, you look at those numbers and they just seem to keep going. Um, something has to change, and that's why we're fighting for the SB 392. And they're fighting us back, so we're, um, they're coming up with their own AB 230, and we're fighting that um, next week in um, Sacramento. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, wow. And never has a San Jose PD officer been charged. All of these murders, all of this um, injustice, and, and it's just, it's a long lineage of injustice because we could go back, um, you know, hundreds of years they've been doing this to us. They've been murdering us for hundreds of years, 200 years since the 1800s. Um, the Texas Rangers, I mean, Never have they been arrested uh, for killing Rasa. I mean, they just, you know, Rasa or lynching Rasa, they do not get convicted. Not then and not now. So, you know, it's just, um, you know, at some point, um, you know, and throughout history, people have resisted that, you know, because people are going to get fed up at some point. They're going to resist it. I mean, human beings resist uh, injustice. And, you know, and throughout history, there was a lot of resistance, you know. Um, and that's what people do when, when they're being hunted and, you know, and they're being um, murdered for no reason. Um, and, and this is what people do. We've seen um, throughout history, we had uh, many great examples of um, standing up to injustice. You know, we had Juan Cortina, we had Joaquin Murrieta, we had uh, Tiburcio Vasquez. Um, they were great examples of standing up to injustice and what to do when you're in a situation where you're being um, hunted down like this. So they, we have great examples. And at some point, people are going to get fed up. And, um, you know, they're going to start finding different ways to deal with this. Because the courts, uh, they just, you know, they're, they're it's just, um, you know, they're not doing nothing. And, you know, when nothing's being done and this continues, then, you know... Um, then people find other ways to deal with it, and that's just that's just the way it is. So, you know, that's that's what's going to continue to happen. Um, but let me get to this question, and then we're going to take a quick break. Um, you know, when we talk about what happened, they're not being charged, and you know, um, it reflects the courts. You know, and you know the courts. Uh, you know what I like to call the criminal injustice system because it's very lopsided, and you know, and we never see them work. Um, rarely do we see them work in our favor. Um, but you know, asking you who you know is dealing with this, um, you know, how was the outcome of how the courts have responded in not charging, um, you know, the killer cops? Um, how has that changed your view of the court system, or has it changed your view of the court system? Um, the court system, I see a lot of injustice every day. I'm in court doing participatory defense, but with our situation in this type of situation, it's, it's hard because if the DA is not going to push it, then we have no justice. 
And like I've said before, if there's, there's, there's no justice, there's no peace for families that have been impacted in the way we have. Um, again, we'll never, you know, be able to hold anybody, anybody accountable for this situation. And the only way that his family can actually seek any type of justice, money's not going to bring him back. Money's not going to do anything for us on the loss that we feel and the hurt and the heartaches we have to go through every day watching his children without him, his wife, his mom, everybody, everybody who loved him. Um, but that's the only way we can do anything. Um, so we, there is a civil suit. And unfortunately with that as well, it's not going to be until 2022, um, five years after his death, that is when we will be in front of a court or in a judge for um, his civil rights being violated. But again, there is no justice. Money will not bring him back. And it would be nice to have somebody held accountable for the situation and what they did. And so my faith in the court system, it's a little lopsided on it. Um, so, yeah, that's mm. where I stand with that. Yeah, and I, I would agree, of course. You know, I have a little bit of history with the courts. And... Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I spell the courts, by the way, K-K-K-O-U-R-T-S. That's how I spell courts here in the U.S. And, and you know, um, and that's just the way that, that it is for, 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 you know, oppressed people, uh, the oppressed nations, internal colonies here. I mean, that's how it is. That's how they treat brown people, black people, red people, yellow people, and that's how they've always uh, done it. Uh, you know, unless, you know, you got, uh, you know, um, you know, a high priced lawyer, then, you know, you might, uh, you know, be able to um, get something else done. But uh, for everybody else, you know, the courts have never, um, you know, worked in our favor and they they are there basically to enforce and uphold um, these systems of oppression that. Um, that they keep us in these conditions and they keep things like the covert response unit working. Um, that's what their job is. And, you know, and when somebody comes along and finds ways to, um, you know, pass a law somehow and they get it passed, um, they just don't follow through with it. They will just, that's their loophole. They will continue and continue and wait and wait until a new law pops up that alters it and then you know and this is the game this is why you know we we you know we can learn the law you know and i used to talk to people you know incarcerated where they you know would spend you know every waking minute studying the law and you know i would be like that's nice and everything but the bottom line is um you're still forced to play their game because at the end of the day um, they'll just find another loophole and, you know, and so it's a never ending, um, thing, uh, and, 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 you know, in the courts, um, it, you know, it is there to use it, but, you know, um, I've seen, um, as well that, um, people coming together and, uh, mobilizing together, um, puts, um, a lot more pressure on, um on 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 the state than 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 passing the laws because they could pass the law like they did with this where you got to release uh information uh, from police video but then they just don't follow it so 
you know, it, it always comes back to people coming together and mobilizing and, and, and creating that pressure um, on the state. But anyway, we're going to uh, take a, a quick break. Uh, we're gonna, we have a special request from one of our young listeners in Sanjo, uh, young Chicana listener uh, by the name of America. And this is this is her song that she uh, likes to hear. So uh, this is a special request. And this is Catch You on the Rebound. So listen to the song and uh, kick on back and we'll be back in a minute. Later, baby Catch you on the rebound Rebound You didn't even write me Or drop me a postcard Now you want to come back And make a new start Later, baby Catch you on the rebound This is KEXU 96.1 FM, Poe People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And um, and so we're back now um, from the break. And um, so I'm going to go back in and welcome once again um, Rosie to Free Aslan. Hi. <laughs> so I'm going to ask again. I have another question. Um in the situation in the killing of Jacob, um, has your family filed a lawsuit in, in this in this event? Yes. Um, like I said earlier, we filed a civil lawsuit. Well, we didn't, but his wife has filed the civil lawsuit. Good, good. Well, that's good. You know, sometimes families don't do that. It's very important. And, you know, and hopefully, um, you know, sometimes the... You know, the the criminal side of the courts don't work. And every once in a while, um, you know, sometimes the civil part does. And so hopefully in this case, you know, that will um, bear fruit. 
And, you know, I, I think anybody who um, looks at the facts and sees the video are going to see very easily that, you know, um, that he did not deserve that and that, you know, these police are very, very... Um, very guilty for for what occurred and and you know and and there should be some penalty um for that but um <clears throat> if our listeners would like to contact uh um anybody in this case you know um any of the officials or anything um uh sacramento who can they because you know a lot of people hear the story and they're like you know what i want to contact somebody i want to um voice my concern i want to um i feel that you know this should be looked into or this action the da should uh prosecute or whatever may be the case pe listeners or you know they may not know what to do what can somebody do um if they'd like to voice their concern about this situation who can they voice it to well i'm not sure on this case um I mean, of course, they can always reach out to the DA of Santa Clara County. Jeff Rosen is the head DA there, and um, I have my mixed feelings about him as well. Um, I also um, think that what we've been doing and voicing our opinions and, and wanting change is being involved in and lobbying and making those calls to assembly members, Senate senators out in Sacramento, and getting this. Um, eight, is it SB three nine? Yeah. Eight, SB or three? It's 392, the Right to Live Act, um, and getting involved and asking for it to pass. And we want, we just got it out of the committee, Public Safety Committee, and we want to get it all the way to the governor's. So there's about three more um, lobbying, three more um, events that will go on that we, um, that it has to go through um, situations where we're going to be lobbying for it and continuing to lobby for it at a, at Sacramento and, and making those calls and getting involved. Um, there, there has to be change and we have to start somewhere. And yes, it may be, it may be small and maybe, but it, it's going to, it's going to change somebody's life. Um, you know, um, police are there to protect and serve, not take our loved ones out. Um, so I just, I don't know as far as on a county level or a Santa Clara County level who, who they've made their they've made their decision. Um, we're already seeing what the attorney attorney general did for Stephon Clark's case. Um, so I don't know how far that would get if we even were to reach out to the attorney general. But um, I think just staying involved and making change for all colored um, people and the oppressed because that's where it's hitting the most and things need to change, and we need to make a stand, and we need to stand together. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to say that, you know, people listening to this, I, I know a lot of people are going to be touched by this story. They're going to be enraged. They're going to be, you know, angry on, on what occurred and nothing's being done. And, you know... Um, but, you know, you got this Justice for Jacob Dominguez uh, campaign and, you know, some of the listeners may have heard the story and they may want to get involved in some way. They may, you know, want to help um, raise awareness. They may do a variety of different things. The listeners are very uh, creative when they want to get their point across. But 
for those um, who want to get involved with the Justice for Jacob Dominguez campaign, um, do you have any kind of contact information for our listeners? Um, yeah, we have a um, Justice for Jacob Dominguez page on um, on um, Facebook, so you can reach out through there. You can also follow the page, like the page, uh, and go. I encourage you to go into the page because the police always had their own narrative on who Jacob was. That's not who Jacob was to us and everyone who loved him and knew him. Um, so I would encourage you to go in there and, and look at the videos, look at the slideshows that are created. It'll show you who Jacob was. And don't ever believe the narrative of the police officers when they've um, been involved in any type of officer-involved shootings or brutality. There's always their own narrative. But I would encourage you to go ahead and go into the Justice for Jacob Dominguez page and, and follow us there. And if you have any questions, again, that I'll be posting um, more about the AB 392 and when we're out there and who to call um because it takes just the phone calls too to just reach out and and let them know that you support the bill um and then we're against the sb 230 bill so i'll be putting that as well we're going to sacramento next week because the cops are putting out their own california um, law enforcement are putting out their own bill um which would basically allow them to shoot and kill um and we don't want that, and they have enough training as it is, and they should be utilizing the training that they have. Um, and not all police officers are made to be police officers. So um, we're not in support of their SB 230, and we're going to be out there um, going against that bill next week, um, or the 23rd, yes, on the 23rd. But, yes, I encourage you to follow the Justice for Jacob Dominguez page, and you'll see who he was mm. and how loved he was as well. Absolutely, and um, and the community does love them, um, and you know every time there's something uh, going on around um, the situation, um, you know people do come out and um, and you know Jacob will never be forgotten. You know he he has a lot of love in in the community and always will, and. Um, and and so what do you say to people to the people of San Jose cuz this happens a lot this happens everywhere all over the US we see it um all the time and you know uh you know there's a big um the community in San Jose or in the Bay Area may you know um have a lot of support there's a lot of people that get involved in this stuff but there's people in other communities, smaller communities. There's people in other states, you know, because we got listeners everywhere. We, you know, people listen to Free Aslan in Hawaii. You know, we got people listening um, in Palestine, all over. People listen to Free Aslan. So there's other communities that, um, you know, that don't have a lot of support. And, you know, their communities may be very pro-police. And, you know, and, and so for people like that um, and for the people of San Jose as well, though we, we don't want to forget our community, but um, just people in communities throughout the U.S. who have or may suffer police brutality or, as I like to call it, pig terror, um, 
you know, um, what what do you have to say to these people? Like, what kind of words do you have for them um, who are struggling with um, these forms of brutality? Oh well, well, with uh, um, with me, it was really hard. Um, with our family, we have a lot of anger. We have a lot of we had a lot of hate, um, but I turned that into um, for myself. Um, we're all struggling and we're all grieving in our own way when we have such a loss to an important person in our life. But um, we channel that. I've channeled that in into getting involved with, um, you know, an organization that has helped me and supported me and has, you know, involved. So I would say find an organization out there that is involved with um, the communities that that is for the people, um, for you know recognizing the injustice and what goes on out there in the communities and 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 get involved because that's what I've done and and I feel yeah he's not here he's not with me but I'm his voice and along with so many other family members and we just continue to keep pushing forward to make change so get involved in any organization that you find in your um in your communities that are you know that are there to help us in, in these types of situations. This wasn't easy, but I stepped out on a leap of faith, and, and, and this is what I've been doing. And, and it's, I believe, the SB 1421, I got involved about five months after he passed away, which wasn't easy. But being involved kept me going and kept me going and kept me going, and, and I continue to move forward, like I said, um, not just for him but for our community and our children and everybody else's children that are out there that have to face these police officers um and so yeah i find an organization there has to be some type of organization in your communities that could could help you and support you and and everything that you're feeling oh wonderful yeah absolutely um i mean you know nobody could go through something like this alone and once again, as I said, you know, if you look to history, um, anytime there's been any kind of major changes, it's always been through um, people coming together and mobilizing. And, and, and that's, that's the key um, to get things done. And, and so, you know, those who are in other states or in small towns, you know, you, you know, you got to link up with others, even if they're in other cities of their in other states and link up with others and learn and, 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 and learn different ways to mobilize and to connect even through social media. And, you know, um, in like this event in Sacramento, um, about the gladiator fights, but you know, that's a perfect example. You learn of these events and you go, you support them, you meet these people and you, um, begin to collaborate and organize with them. And, um, you know, that's what, that's what we have to do. Um, because we can't rely on the state, you know, they're the ones causing us all this grief and, and oppression. So, um, you know, people have to rely on one another and, and find different ways uh, to deal with it, um, you know, and, and so, but, um, lastly, um, I want to say, um, I want to ask the question, um, if you can speak to Jacob right now, uh, Rosie, what would you say to him? Oh my God, that's hard. <laughs> it's emotional. Um, 
All I know is that Jacob came to me in a dream about four months after he had passed. And in that dream, I walked down my hallway and I seen him. He's hugging his mom and his grandma and he's smiling and I'm telling him, what am I supposed to do? He says, talk to those people, Auntie. And so I want to let him know. Auntie continues to talk to those people and that's what I'm doing now by getting involved with Debug, Silicon Valley Debug, and continuing to be your voice and I'll always lift you up and know that people will know that you were a loving person and I'm doing this and I miss you. I know you're at, you're in a better place. We're the ones struggling down here. Mm. But you keep your eyes on us and I love you. Um, beautiful words. Um, and, you know, um, hopefully anybody listening, um, you know, hopefully they could get involved in the Justice for Jacob Dominguez campaign. They could find ways of helping um, and assisting in some way. Um, you know, do what you got to do. Contact who you have to. Put pressure on um, you know, um, the officials, whoever's responsible for, um, you know, taking action in this case, um, find out, you know, um, information on the covert response unit, um, information on, um, those responsible, um, you know, and, you know, and get involved in, in your community and when, um, just because somebody else is going through this doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you. It does affect you. Um, you know, this is an attack on the people. This is uh, terror inflicted on the people. So it does impact you too. And you shouldn't wait until one of your family members, um, it happens to them. You know, you, you should, you know, when it happens in your community, it happens to you. So learn different ways to get involved and, um, you know, stay connected to those struggling in the community as well. And, um, you know, I just want to thank Rosie for coming to Free Aslan, um, you know, and, 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 you know, I consider Rosie a friend and I admire her for continuing to struggle um, and, and her family, everybody involved in the Justice for Jacob Dominguez campaign because a lot of families they would just you know it's it's exhausting and a lot of people would just you know get tired of of doing it but you know um they're still fighting they're still struggling for justice and um and you know i see rosie all the time and she's always on the front lines and you know and i just want to uh thank you for that and and for inspiring others to do the same and um, and I want to thank you for coming out to Free Aslan. Thank you for having me. And this is it for today's program. This is KEXU 96.1 FM, Pole People's Revolutionary Radio on JV, and this is Free Aslan. Mm -hmm.